From MIT Technology Review, I'm Laurel Ruma, and this is Business Lab, the show that helps business leaders make sense of new technologies coming out of the lab and into the marketplace. Our topic today is the Emirates Mars mission, also known as the Hope Probe. Hope aims to be the first probe to provide a complete picture of the Martian atmosphere and its layers. The data collected by HOPE will help answer key questions about the global Martian atmosphere and the loss of hydrogen and oxygen gases into space over the span of one Martian year. Two words for you, space data. My guest today is Mariam Youssef, who is a data analyst for the Emirates Mars mission. This podcast is produced in association with UAE Pavilion Expo 2020 Dubai. Welcome, Mariam. Hi, Laura. Thank you for having me. So to begin with, I want to congratulate you and your team. The United Arab Emirates is the fifth country in history to reach Mars and only the seventh in the world to reach the orbit of another planet. And to top it all off, the performance of the spacecraft is exceeding expectations. What does this mean for the UAE And what kind of impact is it having on the UAE's aspiring scientists? Uh, Thank you for the congratulations. And uh, it's for everyone, I think, having this mission to go to Mars and get the unique data that we have. So Hope Probe fulfills the vision of the late founder of the Emirates, um, Sheikh Zayed bin Sultan al-Nahyan, where he envisioned that the UAE will be leading in the sector one day. So uh, one of the predominant project goals is uh, developing the science and technology sectors within the UAE uh, in forms of capacity building and forging new pathways for the younger generations in research and development uh, in the natural sciences domains. As uh, they lay the foundation for any space exploration initiative in the future. And that is very inspiring. So the UAE's Mohammed bin Rashid Space Center with the international Mars science community is defining the objectives for the mission. So what are those objectives and how will they further international goals to understand Mars? So the Emirates Mars mission uh, will be the first mission to provide the full global picture of the Martian atmosphere through three scientific objectives. The first objective is to characterize the Martian lower atmosphere to understand the climate dynamic and the global weather map. The second objective is to correlate the lower atmosphere conditions with the upper atmosphere uh, to explain how weather changes the escape of hydrogen and oxygen. And the final objective that we have is to understand the structure and variability of hydrogen and oxygen in the upper atmosphere and why Mars uh, is losing them into space. So no small feats. These are big goals for sure. So HOPE aims to provide also the first comprehensive picture of Mars's climate and its atmosphere. With its unique 25-degree elliptical orbit, it allow, it's a, enables it to collect data and high-resolution images of the planet's atmosphere every 225 hours or 9.5 days. What data is the HOPE probe collecting And how does it actually collect it? Yeah, so we have three instruments on board of HOPROBE. Two two are studying the lower atmosphere and one is studying the upper atmosphere. 
If we speak about those that are studying the lower atmosphere, we have the Emirates Exploration Imager, or EXI, which is a digital camera that is capable of taking 12 megapixel images. Uh, while maintaining the radiometric calibration needed for the detailed scientific uh, analysis. Uh, so it will capture high-resolution images of Mars, which is the RGB, and then it will measure uh, optical depth of water eyes uh, at the range of 305 to 335 nanometer. And it will also measure the abundance of ozone uh, at the range of 245 uh, to 275 um, nanometer. And then, um, we, so all of this is basically the ultraviolet uh, bands. And then we have the second instrument, which is the um, uh, Emirates Mars Infrared Spectrometer, or EMERS, which as well measure, uh, collects its data in the lower atmosphere. It is an interferometric thermal infrared spectrometer uh, that will give a better understanding of the energy balance in the current Martian climate by characterizing the state of the lower atmosphere um, and the processes that are deriving the global circulation. So it will measure both the surface and the uh, atmospheric temperatures, as well as the optical depths of water ice and dust and the abundance of uh, water. And uh, all of this will be measured uh, from 6 to 40 plus uh, micrometer. And then for the upper atmosphere, uh, we have the final instrument, which is the Emirates Mars Ultraviolet Spectrometer, which is EMUS. It is a far uh, ultraviolet spectrometer uh, that will measure oxygen and carbon monoxide in the thermosphere, and then it will measure the variability of the hydrogen and oxygen in the upper atmosphere. So that, that absolutely is comprehensive. It will have a really good idea of a map of Mars from everything from the surface to the atmosphere. Yeah. But um, as a data analyst on the Mars probe, what is your job like? How do you analyze so much data and, and what are you looking for? So uh, me, for me personally, I only use immersed data for now. Um, I basically study the impact of varying atmospheric conditions to the lower atmosphere on derived uh, thermophysical uh, properties on the Martian surface. And the thermophysical properties are the properties that affect the energy budget itself. How do I analyze so much data is basically we we basically use heritage. Everything, all instruments that we have on board of the Hope probe are built on heritage data, which means previous missions that went to Mars, we built like the uh, instrument based on those um, previous instruments. So when it comes to EMERS specifically, uh, we can use data from the thermal emission spectrometer, which was on board of the Mars Global Surveyor. And uh, before like the launch and so on, I used to, built my code the models using uh, test data. And now I basically use Immerse instead of tests. That's pretty exciting. So you came to the mission itself as a uh, recent graduate with a background in biomedical engineering, and, and now you're exploring you know, space data from Mars. So how have you been able to kind of use your own analytic skills to make that transition? It was, I wouldn't say it was an easy road. It was like, a ver it wasn't smooth at all. It was very challenging, uh, but I like to challenge myself and um, I like to seize any opportunity that is presented to me. So when this opportunity um, was there, I was like, why not? Because everything that we need to know is basically we can learn it um, from uh, experts or we can learn it online. Um, so I challenged myself by uh 
learning programming, which is Python language, um, through online courses and, uh, and online sources available um, that we, we can get our hands on. And then when it comes to the science, the space science in particular, like we have experts, um, our we have a program which is uh, the Emirates Mars Mission is built in a knowledge transfer program. So we have experts from the United States that um, monitor uh, the projects that we're working on. So, so like I have mentors that they teach me about all this um, amazing uh, space science that related to Mars and so on. And that is amazing because this data will actually help the entire planet address climate change, correct? So I wouldn't say like there is like um, um, a very like a known correlation between Earth and Mars, but Mars billions of years ago had a very similar atmosphere to Earth. It had a warm, wet and thick atmosphere that was capable of accommodating life. But now it's basically dry, uh, cold, and it has a very thin atmosphere. So when we understand the evolution and what's currently happening to Mars, that might aid us in answering questions like what um, what happened and what, what could happen to our own planet. Um, so yeah, I can't say like there is a really a pinpoint like the correlation between both the planets, but exploring like um, uh, other planets might help us in understanding our own planet. So that's a very good point for clarification. Thank you. That Emirates Mars mission is unique in that it, the troves of data collected by HOPE are being released to the public. So that means anyone, me, our listeners, and more importantly, scientists based in more than 200 universities and research institutes globally, can go to the mission's website and register to access the data. Why is this important to the mission that all of the data be available at this scale? So as a team, we have our objectives and hypotheses that we want to achieve or confirm. And when we share the data with everyone, they add on they add on their knowledge and perspective to our current understanding. This contributes to a more knowledge-based economy and fosters the science community's capabilities as a collective. As this step was taken to encourage the science community to break the barriers and work together for the greater good. So releasing all of this data in in an open way and sharing it is certainly going to be exciting to young scientists and engineers and people around the world who are perhaps looking for different kinds of data sets to experiment with. What do you think it means to do this in such a collaborative way? Um, a lot of things come from this is basically if we talk about the UAE community itself, we do a lot of outreach activities here and uh, we get approached by uh, the, the youth in particular and even like researchers within the UAE that they've used the data itself in their own projects or research. Um, so that's one of the uh, basically program objectives is basically to encourage more people um, to be involved in the uh, STEM fields and so on. Another thing is basically when we go to conferences and uh, other people will come to us and they basically want to collaborate and they want to make a connection between their own projects and our projects and uh, basically the objectives or whatever we're seeing with the data. Um, for example, they've, they've maybe they had a hypothesis about it and they want to confirm it through our data because we have such unique data. 
So that's really exciting. And the more we see people are into um, using our data, uh, we basically want to release the data as soon as we could. To keep to keep that excitement going. Yeah. Yep. So before Hope even arrived at Mars, the probe was gathering valuable data. And in November 2020, the European spacecraft BepiColombo was en route to Mercury. So both BepiColombo and HOPE instruments were facing each other. So scientists took the opportunity to measure the amount of hydrogen between the two probes. What other unexpected opportunities has the mission encountered? So another um, observation that we haven't um, like put our mind into is basically the with the EMUS instrument. Um, the EMUS instrument is very very sensitive when it comes to the EUV, uh, the extreme uh, ultraviolet bands. So this basically allowed us to see the discrete aurora, and this is basically not from our objectives. So when we saw this opportunity, we were like amazed uh, from from the observations that we saw. So from about like 400 observations that we've seen, uh, we saw discrete aurora with like more than 60% of the time. And that wasn't basically an expectation that we had and or like something that um, any other mission have seen before. So yeah, that was exciting for us. Speaking of other observations, um, the HOPE probe has made a number of them, right? Um, with the Martian atmospheric phenomenon, including discrete aurora on Mars's night side, uh, remarkable concentrations of oxygen and carbon monoxide, and of course, never seen before images of Martian dust storms. When you see this data and the images come in, which one of these, or perhaps there's more um, kind of events has had an effect on the team to really have everyone kind of sit up and and say, wow, that is from Mars. No one's ever seen that before, and we're the first ones. So I'd have to speak about myself on this one. Mm. Um, personally, I find dust storms very fascinating. Uh, one, because I live in a country that has a tropical uh, desert environment, uh, which means dust storms are very common here. And um, every time it becomes like very dusty here, like the weather here, and I keep wondering like if it's the same thing that's happening on Mars atmosphere or not. Um, but if I speak about the team, uh, I can tell you that we see that all observations of value and impact. Oh, I'm sure. So how is the success of HOPE fueling other space exploration initiatives by the UAE? What kind of, you know, because this has been successful, what else is possible? Yeah. So the Emirates Mars mission is just the beginning of exploring the frontiers of, of space. Uh, Hope Probe is the gateway to space exploration in the UAE. So currently, the UAE is working on multiple initiatives in the space sector, such as the UAE Astronaut Program, which prepares Emirati astronauts uh, for scientific space exploration missions, and the new Emirati uh, interplanetary mission, which involves an expedition to the orbit of Venus, uh, followed by an exploration of the asteroid uh, belt, which is beyond Mars. And then in addition, we have the Emirates Lunar Mission that is launching uh, Russia rover by the end of this year. So that's really exciting for us. And the UAE is basically investing in space as um, as investing in the space sector means investing in the human capital towards a better uh, future for all. 
Maryam, thank you very much for joining us today on the Business Lab. Thank you for having me. That was Maryam Youssef, a data analyst for the Emirates Mars mission, who I spoke with from Cambridge, Massachusetts, the home of MIT and MIT Technology Review, overlooking the Charles River. That's it for this episode of Business Lab. I'm your host, Rural Ruma. I'm the Director of Insights, the Custom Publishing Division of MIT Technology Review. We were founded in 1899 at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. And you can find us in print, on the web, and at events each year around the world. For more information about us and the show, please check out our website, at technologyreview.com. This show is available wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, we hope you'll take a moment to rate and review us. Business Lab is a production of MIT Technology Review. This episode was produced by Collective Next. Thanks for listening. <laughs>